inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he. You are you. And the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Radio like it matters. In other words, living life like it matters. And I am so happy to be with you today. Boy, it's a good place in the world of Mr. Black. You know, I've been on a pretty big push uh, the month of August, uh, up until now, into September, has been pretty hectic. Uh, I had a uh, the strip of my trip to Sturgis, where I go every year to serve people out in Sturgis. Uh, and I had a class the weekend before. Uh, and then I had a cl- class a week after. And then two weeks later, which was, was last week, and I had another class. So uh, in the last uh, five weeks, we've done three classes and uh, been to Sturgis. So a lot, lot of activity, a lot of activity. And today... You're going to be the benefactor of some of that activity. You know, I just finished uh, taking Team 227 through the ups and downs of Leadership Awakening. Uh, we started with eight people. I had uh, three of us staff, so 11 people in the room. And man, for those of you that have never been through my training, Boy, are you remiss. Are you remiss? Because every single time I do a class, it is the hardest thing I ever do. Uh, It is the most uncomfortable thing I ever do. I really don't like going into class. Uh, The week of class is very anxiety-ridden. The devil toys with me so much. Getting ready for class, running around, doing so much, knowing I'll be going till 12, 1, 2 in the morning, knowing that I'll have to uh, confront people with the truth and uh, shine a mirror on them that they might not want to look at all that anxiety, all that frustration, the long hours, the being on my feet for 20 hours. Uh, And please don't hear me complaining. I'm going to tell you right now, how blessed am I uh, to every single time I do a leadership awakening to change lives, uh, to have people start one way and then 48 hours later, walk out of that room so different. Uh, you know, I had a good friend of mine, Kyle Garrison, who's our worship leader at church. He's a graduate. He went through my training about a month ago. His uh, wife went through my training a couple weeks ago. You've heard him on the radio before, and he does my sound. But he actually showed up and um, did before and after interviews. So on those eight people, he interviewed them before, asked them a couple questions, uh, and then basically, uh, uh, you know, two out, two days later, forty-eight hours later, interviewed him, and he was blown away. He's like, "They are like different people. How is it possible in two days uh, to change a person?" And that's what we do uh, at LikeItMatters.net. And today, we're going to realize that life is an undulating line. You know, there are peaks and there are valleys. There are highs and there are lows. And unfortunately, just the reality of life, pain is part of the journey. And what people do with their pain makes all the difference in the world. And today, the show is called Bitter or Better. Because we all have pain. But the key is, does it make you bitter or does it make you better? And, you know, I always say this to people, that people don't remember those that start well. 
people remember those that finish well and it's it's a powerful message for life uh it's a powerful message for uh basically anything you do whether it's a project whether it's a job because Think about it in a relationship, uh, in an employment. Most people put their best foot forward first, right? So you get the best of them. That's why there's a, a three-month you know, starting off period, a probation period, they call it. Because you kind of figure out what you got because people do put their best foot forward. Four weeks, maybe eight weeks. But usually once you get beyond six to eight weeks, they start getting comfortable in that environment. And you start seeing what kind of an employee, what kind of person you got. The same thing, you know, people are dating. Uh, and early on, they already have battles. They already have frustrations. They already have, and yet they're thinking about eventually getting married. Man, if, if you're already starting off with all those struggles, all those problems, uh, you need to take a look at it because boy, when it's fun and it's easy, you're struggling now. Uh, it gets harder once you actually get comfortable with each other. It's the whole concept of the comfort zone. But I always say this over and over and over. People don't remember those that start well. They remember those that finish well. I remember I was uh, doing some uh, research on something. I just stumbled across this. Uh, it's from www.gospeltractandbible.org. It's, it's funny. It's a Christian website, but what I'm going to share with you is really not Christian. It's just some data. Uh, in the large city of Paris, France, stands a monument erected to the memory of General Napoleon. In the closing years of the 18th century and the beginning of the 19th century, he became a feared man in Europe. His famous victories in battle and impressive conquests reached to such an extent that practically all of Europe, with the exception of England, was under his control. The ambitious general was entertaining the thought of controlling the whole world. On the monument of the Ark of Triumph in Paris, one can read a list of battles Napoleon fought and won. There is, however, one very important battle missing, the historic Battle of Waterloo. It was lost. The tide had turned. His ambitions were shattered, for he had lost this all-important battle. Upon this, he was sent into exile, and he died a hated man. See, people don't remember those that start well. They remember those that finish well. Trust me, I used to be a Cowboys fan, right? How many times did the Cowboys start 7-0, and 13-1, and all these great records, right? And then the Giants started 0-3, uh, or they're 5-6, and uh, you know, almost near the end of the season. They not, might not even make the playoffs. And then they wind up barely making the playoffs, and they wind up winning Super Bowl and Super Bowl, right? I think it was twice that happened when the Cowboys got off this huge start, uh, and then somehow they faded. They lost a first-round game in both seasons. I remember both those seasons, whichever ones they were. The Giants were flat. The Giants were fumbling and stumbling. Maybe they were going to fire their coach. Maybe there's just a throwaway season. And they wound up barely making the playoffs. And they wind up winning the Super Bowl. And that one year was the year they beat the undefeated Patriots. And again, look at the Bible. You know, you look at King Saul. King Saul started well. But boy, did he finish poorly. I would suggest that King Solomon started well. But boy, did he finish poorly. And then you can look at people on the flip side. Rahab, prostitute. 
right? She uh, st- started poorly, but she finished well. You look at Paul, who became Saul. Again, when early on, he was attacking Christians, uh, imprisoning Christians, basically pulling people out, kids out, women out by their by the hair to to get him arrested. Manasseh started out very poorly, but then repented. Even Samson, you could say he finished on a high note when he got some of his strength back, but he started well and finished poorly. And ladies and gentlemen, this is our lives. You know, some of us uh, aren't, can't control what happens when we're a family of origin, when we're five years old, six years old, 12 years old, 15 years old. And so, so many people let their past dictate their future. But I want you to know, we can take our pain, we can take our disappointments, we can take our struggles from the past, and we can use them to grow and to be better in the future. Because pain is part of life. There are ups and downs. There are highs and lows. And the key to life is not that you experience pain. Even the Bible says the rain falls on the saved and the unsaved. The sun shines on the righteous and the unrighteous. The key is what are you going to do about it? That's why Romans 8.28 says God causes all things to work for the good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And so we all have pain. The key is what do you do with it? Do you let that pain make you bitter or do you let that pain make you better? And in Leadership Awakening, I have people come in my training and I squeeze them and they have to decide, are they going to let this man make them better or again, they can let this man make them bitter. And today we are blessed because we're going to be joined by Eric, who's a recent graduate of Team 227. So we'll be back in a minute with our guest on Like It Matters Radio. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive, professional, communication training, to, to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before and it's there's nothing like it there's 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 no way to explain it with words you have to experience it leadership awakening change your heart change your mind change your life go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next leadership awakening it's not only changing lives it's saving lives that's likeitmatters.net slash schedule Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Living life, Like It Matters. I am the black man, and you are under construction. And today you're a blast because it's uh, the week after a successful graduating leadership awakening. And I always feel so blessed the week after because I get to have some of our recent graduates join us on the radio and share, share the impact of the class, share about life. And sometimes uh, we keep some people on a little while longer just to go beyond the class and go beyond the impact of the class to life itself. And so uh, today you are blessed because because today we have one of those guests with us. So let's go to the phone lines and let's go to line number two and let's welcome Eric to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, Eric? Hey, not bad. How are you doing, Mr. Black? 
Ah, man, not bad. Not bad. That's a terrible descriptor of how you're doing, man. (laughs) I'm doing absolutely great. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? We use these old phrases, and uh, I know how you're doing, and uh, you're doing pretty good. You're doing pretty good, if not great. So uh, thank you so much. I know you're busy. I know you're in training. I appreciate you taking time uh, to to join us. So so you're part of the car medic, right? You're, uh, You're in training right now, correct? Yes, sir. We'll be for the next six or seven weeks. Yep, you're starting your own franchise, your own business, a paint-free dent repair. So so what brought you to the, the hallway in that hotel meeting room? You know, I met you on, on 5 p.m. Uh, on Thursday, and within 48 hours, uh, I think it's fair to say that that training uh, had a huge impact on your life, correct? Oh, yes, absolutely. So yeah, how'd you get so that? I- yeah, so uh, I actually just recently got out of the Marine Corps uh, back in June and um, basically was trying to look for a job. We, had, Me and my wife and kids moved, uh, moved to a different state, uh, brand new area, uh, brand new life, and uh, basically trying to figure out what I was going to do next. And um, over the course of the, the last couple of months, uh, I've been searching, looking, and my father-in-law, who's actually in Washington State, was the one who... Uh, recommended car medic he he's worked in dealerships a lot over the years and he knew the car medic guys and uh he pitched the idea to me and he was like hey you may not like the idea he's like it won't hurt my feelings but uh i'm just trying to do my job as as a, as a dad-in-law and you know help you out if, if i can and so uh i i told him hey i'm i'm cool with trying to check it out and uh so he ended up telling his guy, and his guy met with uh, one of the guys in Utah, and um, I ended up meeting uh, my uh, my mentor, my COP, um, just about a month and a half, two months ago, and uh, started talking to him, started going with him on the ride-alongs and uh, seeing what he was doing, and uh, definitely gained the interest pretty quickly in doing this. And, um, yeah, I was basically told him about three weeks ago i was like all right i think i'm i think i'm ready to go and uh so they got me all set up and the one thing (laughs) the one thing he kept saying was just be ready it's it's an intense class and i kept thinking (laughs) that he's talking about you know the car medic training originally (laughs) knowing now what i know it's it's way it's it was definitely not the car medic course that he was talking about though it will have its intense moments yeah. But, um, yeah. you know, leading up to those next couple of days before leaving, uh, I was talking with my COP and he's, he's, uh, basically just telling me, he's like, Hey, you know, uh, it's going to be intense, you know, this and that. He said, just, you know, don't just, just trust the process. Trust me. He's like, uh, and, and in the end, if you, if you, if you go all in, he's like, you're, you're going to definitely come out reaping the benefits and the rewards. And that was definitely exactly what happened. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because you guys, when you guys sign up, it's a franchise. You're you're a business owner. You buy into it, and then you you sign up, and they tell you you're going to go to eight weeks of training to begin with, where you're going to learn how to push these dents, how to do the right. patented formula, and all that. But it's always ironic because you show up in a hotel meeting room, and what they don't tell you is before you actually start your car medic training. Although this is technically part of the car medic training, you go through leadership awakening. Uh, and oh, yes. uh, when all, 
all these guys show up. It's funny because they're looking for cars. Where are the cars? Where are the dents? And I always joke around, well, the dents are in you. You're not going to be pushing dents in a car for the next two days. You're going to be pushing your own dents and uh, right, working right. on yourself before you work. And, you know, uh, Andy was Andy Kaufman. And uh, Andy said, you know, 23 years ago, he went through my training and Andy staff with me in the past. So uh, I don't know how long I've been working with Car Medic, but at least 23 years. It might be 24, 25. Dan B. Yeah. who was founder and CEO, uh, started it. I met him through a different company, and then I switched companies, started my own, and then he found me a couple of years uh, after that, and uh, we started doing this together, and it's been over 23 years, and, and Car Medic's pretty good business. You know, they, they know how to run business. They're profitable. They have a good system down, and what they do is they send you guys first to me so I can clean you up. Uh, I can teach yeah. you what a team is. I can teach <laughs> you what vision is what what commitment is what purpose is and then once i got you all prettied up and all opened up then they take you and form you into a great businessman it's a great business philosophy and it works very very well oh it's definitely so, a, a good first step into it yeah Amen, amen. So you got to tell me, five minutes into it, you know, here we go. You got a military background. You're a Marine. Ooh, you're a Marine. So what? Can, you can handle anything. So five minutes into the class, Eric, what are you thinking? What's going through your head? So, yeah, it's funny. Um, I heard one of the commercials uh, that were right before this, and uh, it was talking about the law enforcement guy, uh, about how he had done leadership and he trained leadership and everything. And it's funny because I kind of have not as, as, as long of a background, but I do have a background in leadership. I, I was in the military. I was in the Marine Corps for five and a half years, made it to sergeant. Uh, so I went through leadership training. I was leading Marines. Um, and then, you know, before that, I was in the ministry and uh, was on full-time staff. I was a leader in the church and, and whatnot. So, you know, in a sense, I, li- I would like to think of myself as being just already knowledgeable in that sense and ready for whatever leadership course comes my way. And that's exactly what I came in thinking was, oh, it's another leadership class, you know, two, two days, you know, big deal. Uh, we'll get through it. And then we get in there and it almost uh, kind of felt a little bit like, uh, you know, like I was back at boot camp <laughs> in, in a yep, sense. Yep, yep. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't quite ready for that. And uh, kind of had some flashbacks to, you know, four or five years ago when I was at boot camp and just at the initial start. And I was like, well, this is different. And I was like, but, you know, I got this. I, I can play the game. I can I can play the game, cross, uh, cross my T's, dot my I's, and, you know, I'll be good to go. And literally within five minutes, you, uh, you <laughs> called me out on it and uh, basically ex- said exactly that. You know, you, you playing that game, you know exactly what you're supposed to do, and you're just given just enough effort to just get by. And uh, and that hit hard. And uh, I was like, man, that that is absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. And so I definitely you know. uh, definitely took away from that in- immediately and was like, you know what, I really gotta look at what the what the deal is then <laughs> yeah no and you know i i was in the military as well i was serving the army right out of high school it was a long time ago it was 1983 84 so that's when i was active duty and then i was in the reserves and, and active ready reserves but uh you know i i when when i was in boot camp and at 17 years old i was the youngest in my platoon 
Uh, I, I went into it knowing it was a game. So, and I don't mean a game as in like ha 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 type of game, but they were yelling at the uniform. They had a system. They were t- wanting to toughen me up. They were wanting right. to teach me to depend on. So I, I get went in there with a mindset that they were doing what they were doing for a purpose, not to take anything personal. And, and so I know that game. And I, I've, I've trained generals. I've trained colonels. Uh, I've had so many military people say that they have never been intimidated by anything civilian until they walked into my classroom. And, and Eric, I told you why. I said, because in the military, you just, yes, sir, no, sir, how high, sir, you just do what you're told. And you close right. off your heart. You don't take it personal. Uh, you know they're not talking to you. But what I said, what makes my training much more difficult than the military or police academy is I require your heart. And yeah. at, at the beginning, that didn't make sense. But as it rolled along, you understood what that meant, correct? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I definitely did. And it's important because you know who else requires your heart? Your wife requires your heart. Yeah. Uh, you know who else requires your heart? Your kids require your heart. And, and, and I hate to say this, but it's true. More importantly, God, God requires yeah. your heart, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. So... Yeah, to God, religion is checking all the boxes. To God, is it's like the military boot camp. You check all the boxes. How high, sir? You want me to pray five times a day? Just give me the schedule. I'll put it on my alarm clock, and I'll <laughs> drop to my knees at that point. But what God said, even Jesus said, they're the antithesis in the Sermon on the Mount. It's the biggest section on the Sermon on the Mount. He says, you heard it said this, but I say this. You heard it said this, but I said this. And, and what mm. Christ did is he took uh, the relationship. We took religion from the surface and he made it a relationship uh, from the heart and that's the difference really between our training and most other leadership training do you think that's a fair assessment oh that's an, that yeah you're spot on with that assessment in my opinion yeah but yeah no and it's, i definitely i definitely gained a lot from it yeah, well, absolutely, and you were one of my leaders, and the cool thing, once I got you to buy in, that's when you rose, because, and and we're getting ready to go heartbreak, and I'm going to talk about this, because, you know, I, I we talked about pain, we all have pain, and our pain can make us bitter, or it can make us better, uh, and in the Christian process, there's a, something called sanctification, we're justified by the blood, but we're sanctified through the unfairness, through the hardness, through the injustness of life, uh, and God uses that. That, to make us more like Christ, to soften our heart, to make our heart more malleable, to, to have understanding, to have compassion, because once yeah. we've suffered, we can understand another person's suffering. So when we come back from break, stay with me, Eric. We're going to talk about the process of how you started versus how you finished, because that's a powerful message for life. So I'm Black, and we'll be right back. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at Mr.Black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. 
helping people live their lives like they matter. That's Mr. Dot Black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Live in life like it matters. And today we are blessed because today we have a recent graduate, a graduate uh, from 227, which was last weekend here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Let's welcome Eric back to Like It Matters Radio. Thanks again, Eric, for joining us. Hey, Mr. Black. Good to be here. So uh, you got to tell me, so uh, that first exercise that we did in class, uh, did you think you did pretty good and then I came back and hit you pretty hard? How did you think you did in that first exercise until you heard me talk? <laughs> I Yeah, I personally thought I had, uh, I had killed it, you know, and, and was, was ready for the next thing. And then yeah. you uh, you snapped back with, at me with, uh, you know, I didn't do anything of what you wanted. <laughs> what, I was was, like, Whoa. what was actually asked, and I yeah. It kind of threw me back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's the thing, you know, it's interesting because you saw it now. And I love, there are so many metaphors in that class. And one of them is a powerful thing about leadership, you know, because you saw it. Some people started certain ways, but no one ended where they started. And if they no, did, then all. I didn't do my job and they didn't do their job. Neither one of us did our job uh, because now you saw people start out very low. You look at someone like Mr. Mahaffey, uh, someone like, uh, uh, you know, people like that start low and then just rise up. Then you saw someone like Mr. Miller who started really high, who had a massive wall uh, for a day and then wound up climbing back up. And so, you know, you were kind of hit a little bit, kind of lopsided a little bit, but but you also came in with a lot of uncertainties. You had a lot of change going on. You had some family issues. I mean, you just had life kind of hitting you from all directions. Is, is that fair to say? Yeah, I would say that's uh, that's exactly it. I was definitely uh, struggling with just different personal issues, different uh, family uh, matters, and you know those are things that I'm I'm still working on figuring out how to yep. go from here. But you know it was definitely something that made me dig into myself and kind of see where it all starts at. You know, and it, it's with me. Yep. And yep. you know it's 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 with it's within my mind, within my heart. You know. Th- you know, one of my biggest things is fear of failure, and that was what I yep. had talked about. And my fear of failure, bases, you know, basically has guided everything that I've done in life, or ultimately not done in life. Yep. Yep. Now, here's the thing you listeners don't know, but uh, Eric is a really good-looking man, and I'm heterosexual, just as you can be. I want you to know that. But Eric is a really good-looking man. I mean, he's he's got a great physique. He's good-looking. He's a Marine. Uh, he's got a beautiful wife. There's no doubt. I've never seen his wife, but I can tell you right now, Eric has a beautiful wife. There's no doubt in my mind. I've seen people like Eric. Uh, and you got, what, two two boys? Is that correct? I have a boy and a girl. Okay, boy and a girl. Okay, look, even God gave you one of each. Oh, my gosh. So, look, you got all that going. So, so on the outside, Eric, when people look at Eric, they go, man, I want to be like Eric. I want, right? I mean, but sure. you're just like everybody else. You got a lot of stuff you're dealing with, like every other human being, correct? Oh, yes, absolutely. 
And then when you add in family issues, and we all have family of origin issues, we all have, uh, you know, fa- mom and dad issues and or kid issues. That's just part of life. But let me ask you, where did the shift take place? At some point in my training, because it's intense and it's unrelenting for two days, um, at some point a shift takes place where it starts making more sense. Pe- people see themselves getting into it more. Where do you think that shift took place for you that it took on a new life? Oh, man, that's hard to say because I started uh, really recognizing what was going on towards the literally right towards the end of the first night. Uh, And then we went into the next day and we start we started talking about relationships and and everything. And um, I think my biggest factor when it like emotionally hit me hard was uh, was that second night when we were I believe it was the second night. Yep. Time is kind of relative. Yeah, isn't that funny? Class, isn't that funny? Yeah, we, we we were talking about the relation uh, relationships, and we did the exercise where we were going around and and yeah, looking and basically looking into other people's souls and just kind of yep, um, you know, seeing how you treat people yep on a surface level versus what it truly is actually meaning and yep. um you know, the mindset that you don't ever really think that you, you don't like people or you're not, that's not the way you're trying to come across, but that's exactly yep. the way it comes across. And that's the way exact way that you are making it known that you don't really care. And that yep. really hurt, hit me hard because it's something that I've been told in the past. And, and I like to yep. be, I like to think of myself as someone who cares deeply about people and wants to take care of people. But at the end of the day, how true is that rather than, do I really care about taking care of people or do I just care about myself in, in, in certain scenarios and would much rather just be off of my own? And, yeah. um, it really hit me hard and, and, uh, and I, I, I cried and <laughs> I bawled my yeah. eyes out in, in that yeah. moment and, uh, yeah. really came to that realization and, and, you know, really dug into, into my heart and, yep. uh, showing that I needed to change. And this was definitely a, a major pitiful, uh, uh, pivotal step into that direction of, of change. Yeah. And, you know, there's two driving forces in life. When you get right down ball to the brass tacks, as they like to say, there's the avoidance of pain and there's the desire for pleasure. It's called neurosocial conditioning. And those really are the two most primitive of drivers. We're either moving towards something and moving away from something. And Excuse me. And the problem is uh, we self-medicate. Um, excuse me. Uh, we self-medicate. You know, we we do drugs, alcohol, promiscuity, and what we do is we want to lessen the pain. We want to numb the pain. But the problem is, God allows us the pain to motivate us. You know, Paul was asked by Jesus, you know, why are you kicking against the goads, Paul? And a goad is something that a herder, an animal farmer, an animal herder uses not to hurt the animal, but to prod the animal to get them on the proper course for their own safety. And and in Jesus' day, leprosy was uh, was a disease that would kill the nerves. And so you could rip open your foot, rip open your leg, and you would never know it because you couldn't feel the pain. And then you get infected, you get gangrene, you have to lose a limb. And there's actually a disease out there where you don't feel any pain and that people can burn themselves and burn their hands off and not even know it because they don't feel the pain. And and so I say that for all that just to say that God 
allows us pain uh, because it moves us. Uh, it tells us something's wrong, something's not right. And and it was Jesus that said, the truth will set you free. I think it was yeah. Charles Garfield that said, first, it's going to make you miserable. And so you need to embrace that pain. You need to realize that there's our wives deserve more. Our children deserve more. Our God demands more. Our country, oh, God knows we, our country needs more from all of us. And oh, so yes. that's what's so powerful about that process. But, but tell me, if you had to pinpoint something right now, and this could change in a couple of weeks, what would you say is the greatest benefit so far you feel you've gotten from that two and a half days in Leadership Awakening? I think the greatest benefit would have to be exactly exactly that is it, it's changed my focus and my mindset on on how I view relationships in general uh, and how I approach relationships with people in general. Uh, everybody everybody needs to be loved and 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 we all have different things in our past that you know may not make us desirable, but you know God. Yep. I mean, we're none of us are desirable in God's eyes, and yet yep. Amen. He still loves us. And, uh, and so that was one of the biggest things that really hit me hard. Uh, the other thing was, was definitely, um, just the personal growth of my life was to never stop, uh, never stop challenging myself and, and growing myself because I personally like walking into that class, you know, I, I'd gotten to the point where I thought I was good <laughs> and yeah. I didn't need anything else. And, you know, they say it at boot camp. you know, the moment you think you've made it, you know, you better, you better take some, some steps back and, and really evaluate yeah. yourself. And I forgot that. And yeah. up until this class. And, uh, so yeah. it, I think for me, it was more of a twofold process in, in that, in, in that setup. Yeah, and it's a noticeable difference, the way you came in and the way you left. Matter of fact, Kyle, you know, our video guy who did the before and afters, he just called me a day, said, I just I just added the before and afters, put them together like, I am blown away. He was almost in tears. He said, these people, I mean, to, to see the interviews with them and then less than two days later to see the other interview, he says, day and night, he goes, how do you live with yourself? How do you get to do this? You know, because, uh, and it is. It's a blessing. And, you know, you had said you thought you're pretty good. And what we call is good enough, right? G-O-O-D-N-U-F-F. Good enough, right? Better than the person in the cubicle next to you. Better than this guy. So, you know, were you surprised that you could find such good leadership quality outside of the military? Did that surprise you? Yeah, I was was definitely uh, blown away with the kind of course. And in my mind, especially towards the end, I kept talking or asking myself, like, I wonder if he works with the military because this would be a good, good awakening for the military, like corpus courses or different leadership courses throughout. Uh, It would definitely, uh, I'd say, you know, put a spark back into a lot of the guys that that are in right now. Amen. And uh, sign me up. Uh, we're looking for a, a cash cow. We're looking for a cash cow. And government loves to spend money. They can spend it with the black men as much as they can spend it anywhere else. So, uh, oh, yeah. hey, Eric, uh, we're getting ready to go to a heartbreak. I'm going to let you go. But I want you to know, brother, I mean, I'd, I'd go into battle with you every day, not against you, but side by side with you. You're We're brothers in Christ. You're a good man. Uh, and I'm looking forward to what God has for us together. And so this is the beginning of our relationship. So anything you need, you got my personal cell phone let's make sure we stay in touch okay brother awesome i feel the same appreciate you mr black all right you have a great day give my best to everybody okay will do all right buddy god bless bye-bye all right bye 
You know, ladies and gentlemen, we have the most powerful leadership training in the world. I don't say that to brag about it. It's just a a reality. Uh, 48 hours. I don't care how good or how bad your life is. If you want to take it to the next level, go to likeitmatters.net. I am black and we'll be right back. Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Living life like it matters. And by the way, that is the name of our podcast. And it's uh, we started about three months ago. It's a bi-weekly podcast. So wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever, search Living Life Like It Matters. Uh, and man, you got to check out, it's Monday and Thursday. We drop a brand new podcast. Mondays is something very unique. It's something called Story Time with Mr. Black, where I tell a story. Uh, Lee puts on some little background music. We light a fire. We get our little pipes and a little shot of a little uh, wine. No, just kidding. <laughs> but it's done that way, like a fireside chat with a crackling fire. Uh, and it's a story uh, with a message. And I uh, really highly recommend. Yesterday's that uh, we landed, uh, put up yesterday, was called Leader Needed great story about work ethic and values. Uh, really highly recommend. I really enjoy those story times with Mr. Black and uh, uh, this Thursday will be a great one as well. A full show that's called uh, you know um, Dying to Laugh about depression and about uh, humor's effect on the body and the mind. So highly recommend that. Also for those uh, that are interested in some manna, some, uh, some food from God, I send out a daily uh, scripture uh, each day and then I expand on explain it and help you live it you go to wayofwarrior.blog wayofwarrior.blog for that and if you need anything, counseling, coaching, life caddy work, um, you know, that's what I do. I help people live their life like it matters. Uh, my outcome is to help people uh, maximize the potentials they were created with. So you can email me whenever you want. Just to email me at Mr. Black, M-R-B-L-A-C-K, at likeitmattersradio.com. You know, life is an undulating line. It has peaks and valleys. It has highs and lows. Uh, one of my favorite um, pastors, uh, was Adrian Rogers. Adrian Rogers uh, has been with the Lord now for a couple decades. But before he, uh, something I got from years ago, uh, it was something called How to Measure a Man. And he identified the five T's of how to measure a man. He said the first one is tears. He says, with all humility of mind and with many tears, uh, you know, Jesus wept is the shortest verse in the English Bible. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have been told all their life that men don't cry. You know, real men uh, don't get wrapped up in what other people say. Uh, I weep on a regular basis. Jesus was fully man and fully God, uh, and he cried a lot. Man, if you look at what's happened in America, it should bring tears to your eyes. If you look at the times that you disappointed your wife, it should bring tears to your eyes. If you looked at all the opportunities you missed with your kids that you could have done better, it should bring tears to your eyes. 
You know, anything important that happens to us arouses emotion. And we are in an emotionally unintelligent world. I mean, let's be honest. It was pure hatred that was programmed for Donald Trump that got us into the mess we have with Joe Biden. The only reason Joe Biden's in the White House today is because of fear, is because of hatred for Donald Trump. Uh, this guy, Biden's getting people slaughtered in Afghanistan. He's, we're no longer, now we're dependent on OPEC for oil again. Prices are going through the roof, inflation. We got a southern border mess, but the media covers for him. So you don't hear how bad it is. But boy, if, I, I sure wish we had a Republican president who would know how bad things really are because we have state-run media. And man, uh, how to measure man is by their tears. And they said at their trials. You know, we go through trials, we go through temptations, we go through challenges. You know, as James, uh, Jesus' half-brothers, he says, uh, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance, allow perseverance to finish its work so that you may mature and complete, not lacking anything. You know, God uses pressure, God uses the unfairness of life uh, to, to make us into his son, uh, and, you know, Proverbs twenty four sixteen says, a righteous man will stumble seven times, but get back up, but the wicked will stumble into ruin. And, you know, adversity used to be the, the, the road to greatness. Uh, you look at Jackie Robinson, you look at uh, Martin Luther King Jr., you look at Jesus Christ, you look at the Founding Fathers, uh, you look at people like Abraham Lincoln or Mary Kay or Colonel Sanders. or These are people that had so much failure, so much disappointment before they were 50 years old, but never gave up. They kept pushing. And then he says their testimony you know, do you have a testimony? Matter of fact, Revelation says that we overcome uh, through the word of our testimony and through the blood of Jesus. You know, are you testifying? Are you sharing your life? Are you sh- struggles? You know, there's a book out there that says there are five stages. I think it's by John Eldridge about five stages of manhood. Uh, and I'm right now in that stage called Sage. And I got to the Sage process about about 10, 15 years earlier than most people do. Uh, and a lot of what I do is I share my testimony. I share my struggles. I share how I overcame those struggles. And it gives people hope. And hope is always a forward focus. And then Adrian says tenacity. Boy, tenacity is something that we've lost here. Nowadays, if something bad happens, we give up. If something bad happens, we claim a victim status. You know, we get our DNA to checked out to, to see what percentage of a victim we are. We become instead the land of the free and the home of the brave. We become the land of the victim and the home of the free lunch. Uh, tenacity. You know, one of the ways to describe God is long suffering. Uh, today we use that word called patience, but patience in its original English form is long suffering. Uh, a phrase we used to use, I've never heard it, at least not for a long time, intestinal fortitude, tenacity to keep going, to get knocked down but not stay down, to pick yourself up, to dust yourself off and hit it again and again and again. And that takes courage. And you know what needs to be present for courage to to happen? Fear. By definition, you must be in the presence of fear to have courage. And then there's triumph. Man, we got to be able to share our successes. We got to be able to share the times when we thought we were beaten, the times that we thought we were down, the times that we thought that the our, our shoulder was pinned and the count was at six. 
and seven and eight. And right before it got to nine, we buckled up and we got, pushed the person off us and we got to our feet. It's the old WWF wrestling, the old WWE, right? The drama, right? Seven, eight. And then the guy pushed them off right before the referee can bring his hand down for number nine, pushed them off for some drama. And they slowly gets to his feet. And then he climbs upon the, the, the cables in the ring and he dives off and lands on the guy knocks him unconscious and winds up winning. He he was at the, the, the precipice of defeat and now he's victorious. Man, that's tenacity to never give up. That's Jackie Robinson. That's Martin Luther King. That's a Maya Angelou's I Will Rise. Still I Rise. Still I Rise. Are, do you have that tenacity? And the last T that makes a man is triumph. Triumph. To finish the course with joy, to fight the good fight, to run the good race, right? That's what Paul said. I have ran the good race. See, you got to find out what is your purpose. Why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night and do it again the next day and again and again over and over and over? Even when people mock you, even when people put you down, even when people say you, you can't. And by the way, sometimes the main person telling you you can't is you because you've been programmed. You've been told all your life you're not enough. You know your struggles. You know your disappointments. And boy, we have the accuser of the brethren, the devil in our head, telling us, reminding us of all our shortcomings, all our failings. And when I tune into what's going on in my head, I ask myself, is that me? Is that God or is that the devil? Because only one of three has any value. But in my head, they all sound like me. In your head, they all sound like you. That's why I love sharing that little little snippet, you know, about Arturo Toscanini, right? The great, great choral conductor. He was once conducting Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. The orchestra was perfect. The night was perfect. The crowd was perfect. It was a perfect performance, and the crowd went wild. They stood and started applauding and kept applauding and would not stop applauding. Finally, the orchestra stood and bowed, and Toscanini wrapped his baton on the music stand and looked at his his people and it, the thought was what's wrong and Tuscanini said gentlemen gentlemen I am nothing you are nothing Beethoven is everything 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 and that's what we need to figure out that the bigger picture the suffering we go through the pain we go through that is nothing but we can use it to make it something. You've got to find out what is your everything. To me, my everything is Jesus Christ. My second everything is to make an impact, to make it matter that not only God created me, that God chose me, but God saved me and God kept me here for a purpose. That's what I do. Let me help you find your purpose. Let me help you clean up your past and focus on a better future. Go to likeitmatters.net or go to Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com and reach out to me. And I am Mr. Black, and you are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. This is where we help you remember when you live your life like it matters. It does. Talk to you tomorrow. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. 
Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.